0: Episode of the Mash Those Buttons Mashcast. I am Jarrett, and I'm here with the games industry public defender and scourge of Ironforge, Nick
1: Zelenkevich. Hey, how's everybody doing?
0: As this is Mashcast number 128, got a couple things to talk about. Almost didn't, but then like the internet blew up today, <laughs> like with, with with stuff. Was this was this most of this today? Well, you saw a lot of stuff. I saw was today. Oh yeah, but a lot of a lot of stuff happened. Well,
1: you know, the world just knew they were like, "Hey, the Mashcast is recording tonight, and uh, we we got to make sure they got stuff to talk about." So, so thank you, world.
0: Yes, thank you, world. Uh, so yeah, let's see what we got here. Um, Dota two coming in as a real real sport now because. Um, they are going to be on ESPN, Dota 2, where the, well, the, the uh, International Championships will be broadcast on ESPN, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about um, some people over at Codemasters being honest about DLC. Uh, there was some uh, a little dust-up about the DLC, uh, about a specific DLC that came out for uh, Grid Autosport recently, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, also, uh, unfortunately, Microsoft has to shut down their entertainment division, so we're going to talk about that, and uh, we're also going to talk about how PC is king, Something I've been saying for a long time, but we'll get to that. We'll get to the good part. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, let's talk about uh, Xbox sales. Xbox doing real good. Um, one of our favorite things to beat up on here is Xbox, so it's nice that it's com- it's coming back together, so... You know, eventually, when it when it when it you know gets back and fully healed, Microsoft will do something, and we can get to beat up on it some more. So you know, you can't you can't just keep kicking somebody while they're down. Well, no, I'm joking, but uh, the uh, Xbox sales supposedly have more than doubled, uh, according to Microsoft, since the the price drop in June. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Now, of course, none of this is official because Microsoft has not released actual sales data. Uh, but Microsoft did make a statement And you typically You know when you have a company Big like Microsoft I and mean, you know they are Going to have to release sales data or talk about it You know for the shareholders At the very least Usually they they won't release statements Like this unless it's actually true Because they can <laughs> get in a lot of Trouble for it you know like some People getting uh, sued by their Shareholders but we're not actually going to talk about That today Bobby Kotick And Activision <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it, it is actually pretty good It's good that Microsoft is picking up speed With the uh, with the Xbox sales And all they had to do was drop the Kinect Maybe lessons learned, you know And now that now that Microsoft I mean, it wasn't like Microsoft wasn't a player before But now they're definitely a player now um, You know, I'm kind of hoping that This stops Sony from fucking up Because you know how Sony can get When, uh <laughs> when they get two on their high horse, which you know, it's, it's very possible that could have happened again. But it, it, the more competitors, the better. Honestly, the more consoles, to a degree, the better. They got to be real consoles, though. You know, I'm not talking about like the Oya, you know, or some uh some tablet console. I'm talking about you know fully you know bonafide Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo. Yeah, I think a big three is a good thing. I mean, shit, we could have a big four. I'm okay with that.
1: Wait, who's the fourth?
0: I said we could have a big four.
1: Yeah, who would be the fourth?
0: I'm okay with nobody. I'm saying the the, the seat's kind of open there, almost. Actually, to be honest, the door's kind of closed. I don't think anybody's coming into this console market, you know, to be a major player at this point. What about Steam? Um, Steam boxes? I can't call that a console because they have multiple manufacturers. That's like having a portable PC. What about Ouya? No, I don't even have to justify that. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, who else? What else you got? Nick, got anything else? Anybody else you might want to throw up against there?
1: No, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I don't know. What, I mean, I'm trying to think like who would want to come into this market at this point? Because we got like you get Google. But see, if Google does anything, they want it to be cloud-based and web-centric, and that's not what we want. Like we want, like I'm talking about, like you know, something for the core demographic, not something for your everyday user. You know, your your people who are already sliding to mobile. <laughs> well, something for us, Nick.
1: Huh? So something for us. We already got that. We got the big three. You're right. We don't need a big four.
0: Nah, but the more competition is better to a degree. Like I said.
1: Well, we'll we'll get into it later, but I, I, I feel like PC is the fourth the fourth piece of that equation.
0: PC isn't a console because PC doesn't have cycles. Nick, I thought you
1: were gonna say PC is not a contest because they've dominated. But oh
0: yeah, <laughs> PC is not even in that loop. PC doesn't have cycles. <laughs> but like I said, we we'll, you're right. We will get into that. We'll I can't get into that. wait. That's gonna be my favorite topic of the night.
1: We'll get into that here. Um, no, but but going back to the uh, the Xbox sales, uh, the PS4 did still outsell them. Uh, it's the top selling console For the sixth month in a row um, And it's really It's more so an issue just that You know with the with the price cut With the drop, the loss of Kinect um, Which I have to think more people I think the issue is more so the price cut Than the loss of Kinect As far as driving sales I can't imagine too many people Were thinking like oh I would buy it at any price If it didn't have the Kinect Not that those people don't exist But I think more people would just jump out Just because it was $100 cheaper um, But that Pretty much uh, seems to be what drove the sales. Um, I mean, the sales for June overall—they were up. They were up uh, 24% from the period last year, but most of that is just because people are buying consoles now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, and it's—it's it's all been—it's con- pretty much all console sales. Uh, software sales were were soft this year. Um, well, actually, they're only three percent off from last year. Cause uh, last year, I guess we had Last of Us that was out, and this year there's not too much moving, you know, not too much software like in that, you know, like a blockbuster like that to push things. I guess people people are still buying Watch Dogs, it looks like, but that's on every console.
0: Yeah, Watch Dogs is on every console, and I'm surprised people are still buying Watch Dogs considering all the bad. See, is not really getting bad press, but like in the community, it's um. Catching a lot of
1: flak. What's impressive is that behind Watch Dogs is Mario Kart Eight, and so for the Wii U, with you know every, lamenting their 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 uh, their poor install base, um, you know for them to have the number two selling game for the month of June, yeah, and then right behind them is Minecraft, which I mean that's that's an institution in itself at this point. So mm-hmm. good, good, good for Nintendo.
0: Away from wait for um
1: <laughs> smash brothers
0: yeah yeah i've been talking about that for <laughs> a long time that
1: yeah that's the other shoe that drops and then everybody's just like oh yeah nintendo owns this generation
0: yeah i've I mean, <laughs> i've been talking about that for a long time smash brothers um or oh, what what smash brothers is going specifically what smash brothers is going to do for nintendo and i strongly believe like i i mean i don't think it's going to get nintendo up to in numbers like what the ps4 has or what the xbox one has but it will definitely it'll definitely give them enough numbers for them to clearly show that they are not dead and nowhere near it you know nowhere near dead so i can't wait (laughs) i know like actually i'm just actually now i'm when I get a chance, I am planning on buying a Wii U at this point. Not that Mario's out, Smash Bros. is going to be out. Plus, there's a couple of Wii U games I actually wouldn't mind playing now that I know I definitely want to get it. So, and then the next, you know, the next big thing is for Nintendo. Zelda.
1: Oh. oh yeah, that's right.
0: And then you know the next big thing is after that.
1: Mario again.
0: 3D Mario. They have not talked about one yet. And I don't know if they're going to wait for the chips to be down. You know.
1: Well, I just saw they're doing some kind of show on the 3DS like a Mario puppet show, Cat Mario?
0: Cat Mario?
1: Yeah, let me let, let me find Yeah, like they're they're let, let me see if I can find this here cuz I guess like that's the whole thing is that uh yeah, I guess because I guess like that was the 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 new suit in uh, what the Super Mario Wii U. Um, yeah, it's apparently it's a free video series. It's a puppet show, and it's it's got tips and tricks aimed at Nintendo's youngest fans. And it's on currently on the European uh, eShop, uh, but presumably it's coming over to the U.S. Uh, let's see, cat but yeah,
0: Mario. It's Mario as a cat.
1: He's in a cat suit. He's, those uh, the little colored cat suits. Uh, I don't know if you saw the the the, the, Wii, the uh, what Super Mario Wii U commercials or whatever. I think it was Super Mario Wii U, where he's running around like that.
0: Hmm. No, that's not something that would get me to buy a Wii U.
1: What? No. <laughs> to, be, to, to be able to spend your days watching Mario in a cat suit telling you how to play Kirby games that won't sell consoles for you.
0: Uh unfortunately, no. You're out of touch. I'm out of touch. Yes. Oh, excuse me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all all the kids in Britain are watching it.
0: Eh, well that most that's great for them. Not not for me. I I need games, not programming. So, like I said, it's How do we stop talking about Microsoft? Even the good news, we can't talk about it for that long. <laughs> uh no, but I, I am I am happy that they are uh, picking up the pace here. I am, um, I am planning on buying an Xbox One. Like their E3 showings was enough for me to get an Xbox One at this point. Uh, Not that there's any killer app. I don't need a killer app to get a console.
1: You know, that's actually another thing to point out too. Is I wonder how because i mean their e3 was dedicated to games and i do wonder if people saw that i mean overall the month you know as we kind of mentioned the month was strong for all the consoles but i wonder if if this was the kind of e3 where everybody was like hey you know what i've been kind of sitting on the fence i've been holding out you know what but now everybody looks good going forward i think i'm ready to jump in and, and get the start buying hardware
0: maybe maybe we'll see though we'll see what happens um Okay, so let's let's move on from that. Uh, now, one note that we should actually, you know know, I think we were we were gonna talk about the the studio shutdown a little bit later, but we might as well talk about it now since we're already talking about Microsoft.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so to kind of negate that good news, but not fully, but in uh, <laughs> a sad turn of affairs, Microsoft is laying off what's eighteen thousand employees.
1: Yeah, I think that kind of negates the good news. Yeah. <laughs>
0: 18,000 employees, they are laying off, um, which doesn't necessarily say that the company's in trouble. Uh, what it looks like to me is that they're streamlining, which does cool. happen when, in a company like theirs. So go ahead, Mick.
1: I think 12,000 of those jobs are from when they acquired uh, Nokia. And right. so a lot of that is either sort of eliminating redundancy there or just cutting back on that. Um, but yeah, uh, the new CEO, what is it, Sadia Nadella, he's, he's reorienting the company um and this is sort of the first major move in that part
0: yeah and like so yeah like, like i said i don't think they're in trouble or anything like that but i know a big part of this downsizing is because they they want to uh they're converging a lot of jobs in the devices and services area and unfortunately um microsoft entertainment or xbox entertainment studios falls under that Uh, So maybe he just didn't have the faith in it that, you know, Balmer had or other people had.
1: Balmer tended to be a little bit all over the map in some of the regards with this. Um, But even then though, I think the, the issue here, I mean, is more, I mean, and I think every time he's been asked about it, Nadell has pretty been, been very straight up in his support for Xbox. Um, and even then, there were some uh, memos that were leaked earlier this week um, where he reiterated his support for Xbox, and and that's one of their prime, uh, one of their prime divisions going forward. You know, they, they talk about I think as a company, he wants to shift them to like be a, a mobile and a cloud company, um, but games, he said, you know, are one of the b- biggest drivers on mobile, and so you know, with Xbox factoring into the game side of that. Um, The way he was talking about it, it almost makes me wonder if they're not going to go, like, this isn't the beginning of Microsoft, like a handheld Xbox. Um, But I'm getting ahead of myself there a little bit, Um, but no. But but he came out. He said, you know, Xbox is 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 great. It gets our brand out there. It does well. Um, You know, we'll support that. And I think in this case, it was just sort of looking at what Xbox does. It's a gaming console. And finally, the guy at the top said, you know what? You're a gaming console. And they just cut off that little fledgling appendage that was the Xbox Entertainment Studios. and and you know, in order to kinda of get back to what they were doing. Uh they did say that they're still gonna support uh the, some of the currently announced projects. Uh I think Signal to Noise, which was a documentary about uh, Atari, that's still coming out. Uh the Halo Night life is it Halo Nightlife? Or is it just Halo Night or, or, Night Nightline? Uh
0: Keep going. I wanna hear what else you're gonna call it. <laughs> that's all Please Please what is keep it? going. Keep going. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. <Halo. laughs> I'm not, I don't know. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cuz I just wanted to <laughs> hear uh you keep going. I I actually can't now. I can't even remember the name of it. God damn it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Halo Nighttime? I don't know. Um uh no, but the, the, there's a Halo game and then a Halo TV show that they're all interrelated. Um they're still on pace to be released. Um and also uh what was it uh, Quantum Break, um, which is also supposed to, you know, that's the uh, the Remedy game that's going to feature, you know, like a mixture of, of, you know, the video game being very closely tied to the live action show. That's also still uh, on schedule. Um, but it seems like everything else that they may have talked about, and I don't even remember what else they may have mentioned at this point, because um, those seem to be like the major projects. I think everything else is kind of done. Um, they're not really going to do too much. Um, allegedly, uh, the studio was very disorganized and very... Uh, it, it they weren't they didn't have a fully fleshed out business model. And so that kind of prevented, I think, r- you know, real studios and real people in the entertainment industry from taking them seriously. Um, and so it was hard for them to get deals and really kind of, you know, build the brand that they wanted to, um, which which at this point probably hurt them. Because maybe if they were more better established, uh, then they wouldn't you know, they wouldn't be on the chopping block. But uh, maybe. yeah. Oh, the other thing, uh, the NFL uh on on xbox that's not affected by this, so you'll still get all your n f l content uh that that'll be that'll be untouched going forward
0: yeah i don't think anybody cares about that
1: roger Goodell does
0: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah i don't think i don't think anybody really cares about the uh the, the uh n f l on xbox i don't know a single person who uses that i i don't know what to say like it's unfortunate that that those jobs have got to go but that's kind of what happens in a big company like that and sometimes it signals problems and sometimes it just means that they're going to be more efficient and that's all Uh, i think in this case that is all there is to it so
1: Um. i I think as much as we talked about e3 being a repudiation of last year's uh, e3 presentation like this again like not only did they like focus on games this year but um like now that's like there's there's nothing else for them to focus on going forward i think we know we're gonna like next year's e3 presentation because it's only gonna be about games
0: yeah because that's all they're gonna have exactly uh i will say one thing i mean just because i mean while i would definitely like to believe that they they you know they cut the the xbox um entertainment division thinking more like well xbox is a gaming console so we're going to keep it that way it could also signal because i mean at the end of the day the X- he said he's he's devoted to the xbox brand not necessarily to the xbox itself i mean the xbox itself at like what they lost two billion dollars on that last year and that wasn't the first time okay um they may be trying to do what sony has done or is in the process of trying to do where they uh instead of you know instead of playstation being a console itself playstation is a brand like you can buy uh tv with playstation or with playstation now you will be able to buy a tv with playstation now and stream games uh you can buy playstation branded you know ericsson phones and stuff like that so i wonder if they're gonna try to take the xbox brand and put it into other places like maybe a phone or mobile device which would be a terrible not terrible idea but come on now you know You know who's going to win that fight. I mean, Sony clearly has the better handheld out, and and it's still getting walloped by Nintendo. Walloped. That's the best word I can think of of what Nintendo's doing to them in the handheld market. So. Because for every person I know that has a Vita, man, I know like 10 people who have 3DSs. But still, that's why I don't think necessarily going into handheld market is a great idea, but they could try to do that. They could try to sell other set set top boxes with Xbox branding and you have access to Xbox Live and Xbox games that you can stream and stuff like that. I would not be surprised. I think But I'm hoping not. Go ahead, Nick. I'm
1: sorry. Well I was gonna say I think this is interesting only because like this is really the first this is really the first sort of like significant action that Nadella has taken. And so it's going to be interesting to see like where he leads the company because up until now it's been a lot of speculation a lot of trying to read the tea leaves and based off his words and like oh well you know like i think you know bill gates had previously said like if he sells xbox it's okay and like everyone's like oh that means he's going to sell xbox cuz bill gates signed off on it and I think there's a lot of, there's been a lot of speculation in now, and I, I think we're starting to begin to see, like, what his vision for the company is, and I think over the next year, as as these layoffs come into place and the company reshapes itself, we'll really, you know, we'll really get a feel. I think, as I said, like, based off those comments, it it it, it seems like, you know, some kind of mobile, some, some kind of mobile entry for Xbox is the next logical jump, but, I mean, at, at this point, you know, he's he's trying to cover up, you know, cover himself for, with respect to the layoffs, so, you know, we'll we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, I'm curious, you know. Like I said, I don't want to necessarily see Xbox burn. I I would like to see, you know, more competition among the consoles. But I'm not going to give Xbox a free pass to do, like, stupid shit. Like, box a device nobody wants with their console which is, you know, we, we proved that that was a we did it, Nick. We proved it. <laughs> we 100% proved that, you know, that's what you know that's what the problem was. Well, good job us. High five, Nick. High five. <laughs> oh, yes, folks. We have mastered high-fiving over the internet. You're <laughs> welcome. Okay. Uh so let's move on to our next topic, which is uh Dota 2 is going to be on espn and it's uh was espn 3 it's It's gonna be on
1: it's espn 3 which if if i'm not mistaken i believe that's sort of like their internet channel which actually kind of makes sense for them to put it there because for all intents and purposes it's like formal streaming right (laughs) um but what what I actually find find impressive, I mean, okay, so they've got the ESPN branding, uh, but what what's more impressive is there's actually going to be a preview show on ESPN2, and that's a real cable channel.
0: There's going to be a preview show on ESPN2. A preview
1: show on ESPN2. I can watch this. Oh, wow. Uh, it's going to be on Sunday, uh, Ju- uh, July 20th, so this Sunday, at 11.30 p.m. Eastern. So you may have to stay up a little bit late to watch it, but... It, uh, they're going to have some, uh, what do they say here? They're going to have some interviews with players and also with Gabe Newell. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, look at that. Which whoever thought Gabe would wind up on ESPN.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. Like who did think that Gabe was going to wind up on ESPN? Not this guy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, hmm. (laughs) I This says more for esports than I think anything that's coming for, and that includes supposedly selling out the Staples Center but not really selling out the Staples Center because a lot of the seats were blocked out.
1: It counts. It counts as a sellout.
0: does not. It counts. doesn't. We're not going to get into it, Nick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, no. That actually says a lot about them as a sport because legitimate sports do the same thing. The Red Sox had uh, an ongoing sellout, and they were blocking out uh, blocking out seats left and right in order to maintain their sellout streak. And they're a legitimate sports franchise. So if the Red Sox can do it eSports can do it.
0: And that's such cheating. <laughs> such cheating. Just because they did it doesn't make it okay, Nick. Isn't that something you, you know, two wrongs don't make a right?
1: We're not talking about right. We're talking about sports. There's plenty wrong with sports. <laughs> cheating is rampant in sports. Cheating should be rampant in eSports then. It's all good.
0: No, I don't give it a pass, Nick. I'm sorry. I don't. Okay, fine. <laughs> now, but uh, esports. Uh, it says a lot uh, for esports, and I'm surprised it was Dota. I'm surprised it was Dota. If any, if I, if if any, um, if any game I thought was gonna be like the first one to make it big, like. Super prime time. I thought it was going to be League simply for the sheer amount of money that, uh, uh, that Riot, um, throws at that, at that game for, for, you know, for, uh, marketing purposes, just like this. Cause I strongly believe if Riot did not just pour the amount of money they did into League of Legends, that League of Legends wouldn't be so big. It wouldn't be as big, you know? So, um, yeah, it's uh, I I am surprised that it's Dota. I mean, who knows? Valve could be poor. Actually, didn't have Val- Valve have like that million dollar uh, um tournament? Did they? Yeah, I believe it was Valve that had like the million dollar tournament. So it's not like Valve is throwing pennies at this thing. They're putting in money too, but League is definitely the bigger game of the two. More people play it.
1: Yeah, so. this this I think is that million dollar tournament.
0: Oh, this is the million dollar <laughs> tournament. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. So maybe that's what ESPN. Well, you know, I mean, I mean, it's it's. I mean, to look at ESPN and you look at like some of the stuff they put on ESPN too. I mean, that's usually where you get your hot dog challenges. Uh, that's where you get a lot of the poker shows, and like some of the poker does actually bleed over to ESPN. Um, you get your spelling bees. Um, so it's not unheard of for ESPN to air you know, a non-sport, um, you know, as it were, uh, or, or I should say, you know, more more like a fringe sport, if anything. Um, and it, it might be the kind of thing where they're just looking at this like, you know, this is a big tournament. You know, we've got a half hour to kill on ESPN2. You know, we have ESPN3. Let's give it a try. We'll see how it goes, especially focusing on ESPN3. It's really an interesting move on their part because, like I said, it's kind, it's kind of like you know, professional streaming, as, as, as it were, in that, you know, like if you figure like, oh, well, I'm sure a lot of people that like Dota are going to want to watch from their computer. So let's put it on the computer channel. Um, and in a way, it actually makes more sense that they would give that more primacy than they would ESPN to. Um but they're still, you know, cross-promoting it on ESPN too, which is impressive. And I'm sure that this is very much an experiment in their eyes to see what kind of numbers this gets, if people are actually interested in this, if people actually watch that. Um, then maybe we'll see, you know, this get picked up more. Maybe we'll start to see some leagues showing up on ESPN, um, or you know, maybe one of the other, you know, Fox Sports or whatever. There's a million sports channels now, and I'm sure they're all looking for whatever can distinguish them from the others. So. If, you know, as far as looking at it, looking for a, a, a time to cross over and become, you know, a mainstream sport. This might be the opportunity because I, I could easily, see, you know, I could easily see if this does well, I could see like you know, the NBC Sports maybe trying to go out and get like StarCraft Two or something, and then you see, uh, you know, you see League showing up somewhere. I mean, there's there's a lot of potential here. Conversely, if it doesn't do very well, this might be the last time we see this for a while. So, um, it's I think Sunday is definitely going to be an interesting experiment. As
0: much as I love esports and everything, I don't think it could ever become a mainstream sport. Or something mainstream to the point where it's on Fox Sports, uh, NBC stuff like that. At least not well, in the United States. Go ahead.
1: Not not the main channels. Like I'm talking like the Fox Sports Net, like all the 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 sports channels that they have that are still airing like football content in the middle of the year because they're that starved for stuff, and also because football does well. But I mean, there's a lot of cable hours to fill. Like I don't see I don't see this like being like your Saturday night on Fox you know, like World Series-type coverage. Like, I don't see it getting to that point. But look at, like, the World Series of Poker. I mean, where that, you know, that shows up on ESPN, and then you get all those other little sub-poker tournaments with the, the same cast of characters, you know, and they show up on, you know, ESPN2 in the middle of the night. They show up, they actually show up on, like, some of the basic cable channels in the middle of the night, but they might be paying for that. Um, so, I mean, there's, I think there's, there, there's, a, there's a niche here to be made, And it'll be interesting to see if if everybody's actually able to actually strike that now or if this is going to be one of those experiments that completely fails and nobody's going to want to touch eSports for like a decade.
0: I don't know. The reason I was going to give that I don't think it could go mainstream is because you know, you have basketball, right? So basketball, you can watch basketball and clearly understand how the game is played. And from the start, you can watch and watch people go back and forth and shoot baskets and. All that stuff. And as you get more into basketball, then you may actually figure out the more in-depth parts of the game. Football, same thing. Get the ball from one end of the field to the other. Hockey, same thing. Soccer, same thing. You sit somebody down in front of StarCraft. Not even down in front of StarCraft, but in front of a screen that has StarCraft playing. They have no idea what's going on. They can watch StarCraft. They can watch like 10 games of StarCraft and not understand what's happening. And I think that's part of the problem. Like, esports games are not easy to understand. They're complex. They're they're complex, and that's what brings the strategy. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, at at best, they may go mainstream like chess has, which would be a major improvement. But I don't see eSports ever hitting the main mainstream. Like, you know, it's some of these guys' dreams to – Live like they are like some of the guys live in Korea where they're rock stars over there, and people know their name, but I just can't see that happen in the United States. I don't know I't I doesn't matter how many generations pass like I just don't see it becoming such a mainstay in the United States
1: well I think i mean i I, I want to say like you look at like bowling like I feel like the top bowlers do pretty well for themselves, the top poker players do well for themselves, but we know there's money in there um I feel like a lot of these niche sports, like the the very, very top and by, by, by top, I mean like the exceptional and rare and less than, less than 1% of all the prof- professionals, they do well. And I think that there might be room for a rock star. And I'm using that term very loosely because they won't be recognized everywhere. And especially like, again, I keep, I keep kind of comparing it to poker, like with poker, the way it's presented, you get to know the personalities. That's a big part of it. Um, but for Dota, like I, I wonder, like how much are they, how much are they going to be able to focus on the individual players? Like, I mean, you watch if you're going to watch the the game, like essentially you're watching the the game itself, the avatars and the 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 events of the game. You're not really. Interested in what the person is doing behind the screen, uh, right. and I think that's a major disconnect for esports to get over. Because every every other sport, including chess, including you know, including poker, like I mentioned, including like darts, um, you still see the person engaging in the action. You have to see that in order to watch it. Um, you know, you see the person moving the cards. Even again, you know, even if you're just talking about poker, whereas you know, whereas for, for esports, like there's no connection there. You can watch an entire Dota match and have no idea who was playing. And so, you know, they might get money. They might get some level of fame. I mean, some of these people already have some level of fame within the community, um, but I don't think they're ever going to get like recognized on the street. Like, say, you know, I mean, even you look at like, I guess, uh, I mean, maybe the, maybe the closest similarity would be like NASCAR or something, because at least there you know, you're watching the cars, you're not watching the people, but they still do have cameras in the cars and stuff, and you see the people when they get out of the cars, so... I don't yeah, know, maybe...
0: They do show like, some of the, uh, the guys playing the games. I mean, they're in booths and stuff like that. You know. And that's the thing. Actually, if anything has a chance of really becoming like an eSport, I would think... Like, like, I mean, like a popular eSport. I would say it's like fighting games. Because you can just sit in front of a fighting game and understand it. Or you can do that. Yes. You know you can you can sit in front of a fighting game and you can just get it. And I mean, I, I may be oversimplifying it, or some people may think that I'm oversimplifying it. But dude, I mean, that's kind of, kind of that's kind of it. Like you have to be able to understand the game that you're watching. If you don't, you typically won't watch it for that long, right?
1: yeah well see that that might be something to see if maybe because of this if next year evo gets some kind of professional broadcasting agreement because right now it's like the gold standard for everybody is twitch and twitch is great but you know like outside of the the gaming community the streaming community like who really knows who they are like everybody's you know i think the average person still thinks of youtube if you mention streaming yeah and that's yeah and, and that you know and so I mean, if, if, if you know, if, if we're able to start getting some, you know, sort of beyond that, and I'm, I'm not trying to put down Twitch. I mean, they, you know, it's possible, given enough time, Twitch can become sort of a network in their own right. But I think if we can sort of maybe bypass Twitch, you know, and start getting, you know, like I said, like, you know, on ESPN, on, you know, Fox Sportsnet, Um, you know, I, th- I think that that'd be interesting.
0: Yeah, so oh, we'll see. But, you know, it is a step in the right direction. Because, you know, playing these games uh, competitive is, it's, it's not as easy as some may think. Like, it is, it is very difficult. It is, it is a very difficult thing to do. So, um, let's hope, and I guess we'll see what happens with that soon. Hopefully. (laughs) Alright. Let's see, what else we got here? Oh, yeah, so uh, Grid Autosport. Um, now a while back, actually, I I have a video online talking about the way uh, the way DLC is handled, uh, like the way specifically the way uh, Codemasters handled handles DLC uh, because I really I feel like they really fucked me, and uh, and um well the Dirt Three, the way they handled the Dirt Three DLC, I was not pleased <laughs> at all. Uh, so they have since then, like with grid, the Grid Two DLC, I thought was fair, and the Grid Autosport DLC, I also felt is fair so far. So far, uh, but there has been a bit of controversy uh, on some new DLC that has uh, come out for Grid Autosport. It is called the Grid Autosport Booster Pack. It's a three-dollar DLC, and it will grant you a permanent fifty percent increase to Experience points as well as additional cash. Um, some people have a problem with this, so a lot of most of the feedback I think that, that's come back is saying, "Oh, well, you know, they nerfed the game, or they nerfed the amount of points that you get so that you buy this DLC, and this is wrong." It's beginning to catch a lot of flack. Other people are just saying, "Well, you know, boosts like this used to be cheat codes, and they used to be free, um, which is true." But uh, and I guess my retort to that is that a game like Grid would have never had a cheat code like that, or would have never had like, a switch you could flip to turn on to do something like that. Um, I personally don't have a problem with this DLC. Uh, to to be honest with you, I actually I mean, if if you if you want to buy, like, I wouldn't buy the booster pack. But if you want to buy the booster pack and get more XP, more power to you. You know what I'm saying. The only thing that the booster pack or the more, because I have Grid Sport, the only thing that it's gonna do for you is allow you to um, open more events faster. Uh, and if you open more events, then you know you can open more uh, partnerships. And that's you don't you don't get cars. You can only use the cars that your sponsors give you. So it gives you the opportunity to drive other cars, uh, which is cool. Uh, but I, I've been playing grid for like two weeks now and I do not feel like the experience game is nerfed at all. Um, the thing is I typically go for the harder, the longer, harder events. So I get a lot of experience anyway. Uh, like, um, when you, on your first season, like when you're playing your first season, uh, you have the option for two events. One is shorter, one is longer. And the short one, if you play the short one, like, it probably won't give you... It might give you enough um, experience to get past, you know, to get to uh, the level you need to get to the championship. Which is, like, I think level three. So it might give you that. But I know, like, I, I, I barely got past it uh, with the harder, the longer, harder challenge or event. And I thought that was fair. I mean, like, I, I went up two levels. In the, in the racing game, like, so I did one season of that, and it took my bar up to the level I need to get to the championship after, the, like, the first set of championship races. I don't have a problem with that. Um, I don't have a problem with DLC like this. Booster packs, like, for three bucks, like, a $3 booster pack that boosts your XP that you don't need if you don't want to? Totally fine with that. I mean, like, if if a game released a DLC, like, let's say a shooter game released DLC that... Unlocks everything you want. Oh, you want access to everything from the start? Five bucks. Do I really have a problem with that? No. Nick, what do you think?
1: I think it's a bit of a slippery slope argument. In that, okay, well, this time there, it, it's only three dollars. Next time, what if it's ten dollars? What if it's significantly more um and, and so it's you kind of have to make your stand here if you don't want to see that happen i think the other part of the argument though is the perception that the game was intended to be grindy which which uh was it codemasters which they say you know they say that they didn't do that but if you kind of walk into this thinking that oh the game was made to be intentionally grindy now i can pay more to get the game that i always wanted where i'm i'm you know getting experience at an acceptable rate you know that it doesn't feel right um you know, and and it's it, you know it's one of those he said she said kind of things where they're they're saying that they didn't intend for the game to be this way, um, and so it comes down to like who, you know who do you believe in this case? Do you are, you know are you willing to give them the benefit of the doubt? Because um, you know not having played that, but knowing like you mentioned the legacy with Dirt and whatnot, um, you know it's a little, you know it's it, it's it's a little unsettling, but. I'm not spending $3 for any of the DLC I, you know, I don't have the game. So I'm, I'm, you know, I kind of don't have a dog in the hunt, but I can see, I can see the concerns, but I mean, really all they can do with this, I guess really all they, what they could do is actually just put, you know, make this part of the regular game and refund everybody their $3, but it's $3. So it's not, it's not that terrible. And, and the, the base game, the base game is free, right? The grid autosport or is that
0: uh, the base game?
1: No. What, how much is that?
0: Grid Auto Sport is uh 50 bucks or 60 bucks. Oh. It's a full game.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, I thought this was like maybe like a mobile game.
0: No, no, no. Grid Auto Sport definitely not a mobile game.
1: Oh. Oh yeah, then $3 is definitely nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I, st- I still get the philosophical concerns, but I think I I don't know. I, I feel like really the issue is just that if they hadn't if they had not made the game feel feel so grindy enough that that's what people were openly complaining about. And you know, who's to say what that, what they would have had to do to do that. Cause people are going to complain anyway. Well, that's um, part of
0: the problem. Like you people, you got to pay attention because I mean, their whole, like, first of all, if you watched the videos, like the videos they put out in the market materials, it was clear that this grid was not going to be like Grid one and grid two grid one and grid two were kind of street racy, um grid one and grid two was it was about powering your way to first place and winning the race grid autosport is not like that grid autosport is way more about driving strategy that's the thing like even in the street races you need more strategy like i can't just blow through you know um you know four five six places at one time i actually have to watch my speed watch my corners Um, I have to draft people, and then use the right opportunity to get around them. You know what I'm saying? Like it's that—that's the thing about it. Like I, I I just don't know. Like I don't know what people were expecting.
1: It sounds a lot like NASCAR and like like professional racing.
0: Yes, that's the idea. That was the idea behind Grid Autosport. That was exactly the idea. But it's it's not as it's no it's not as sim it's definitely not like a simulation like GT, and um, it's not like a uh, it's not even at Forza level. There's a nice mix of grid and realism, and that's why I think I like it. But it definitely is different. It took me a few hours to adjust to playing it properly, and each event that you do takes way longer now. Like, man. I could blow through, like, five, six races in an hour in grid, uh, in grid two. Uh, with grid sport. maybe three, more than likely two in an hour with everything that you have to do. Like, you have to practice your run, then you got to qualify, then you have to do your two races. Don't forget about the times that you're going to restart because you're fucked up, and now you can't <laughs> come back. You know, so, yeah, that's that's the thing about grid autosport. It really, it's, it's a different game. So I, I, maybe I got what I expected. That's the thing. Like I got what I expected. I'm the guy who doesn't watch game trails. I'm the guy who doesn't read marketing materials, but yeah, for this and like aliens, colonial Marines, I got exactly what I expected.
1: Well, I was going to say in this case, why it's entirely possible in both cases, maybe not reading marketing materials helped you. Um, but in this case, though, do you think that the game might have been helped if it hadn't been branded as Grid, if it was just, like, Autosports? Like, do you think that people wouldn't have come into it expecting, like, well, I know what a Grid game is. I know how this is going to work. Oh, it's totally different. This is annoying.
0: Maybe, but it's it's close enough to Grid that they didn't have to. That they, that it's, I think it's good that they actually named it uh, Grid Autosport. You, know, you know, I think it's good that they that they named it properly. Um, and not to mention, and this will be in the review, the street racing levels are the tracks from Grid Two, <laughs> the same tracks from Grid Two, but there there's a slight difference. There are markers, uh, now there there are markers there, and um, that they markers that help you determine uh when you should start braking. Oh, and they're needed. Like so, they're the same tracks, but they um. The gameplay is different, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> They're the same tracks, but gameplay is different. So, um, I, I like it. But usually, like, I, when I first go my first two street races, and I was, you know, a little pissed, I was like, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. There's the same tracks from Grid 2, but then I actually, you know, raced the first one, I was like, okay, whatever. And then I raced the second one, I'm like, okay, I, I understand why they did what they did. <laughs> you know? So... Alright, um, but yeah, so I, I don't... The controversy to me is kind of a non-controversy. It really shouldn't be controversial, if you ask me. But, you know, hey, that's just my opinion. Um, okay, but I guess let's move on to our next topic, which is uh the topic I wanted to talk about all night. <laughs> Hail to the king. The, the PC market. So there was a recent study... Uh, shown that the PC gaming on the whole is worth $21.5 billion. That is twice the value of the console industry, and it predicts that the value will top $23 billion by 2017. It also noted that the PC gaming space is very fragmented, uh, comparing high-end users to sports car owners, which makes a lot of sense. Um, a trend that a lot of people are saying is that consoles are actually losing ground to um mobile games which is something that we've talked about i think there's very good reason for that like, a lot of console people are casual people so there was no guarantee they were going to stick around anyway the core itself is sticking with console games but a lot of the console market which you know even though they're not core gamers as much as i would like to not count them as the console market they are <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of a lot of the market is leaving for mobile games um, and also, low-end users are, um, you know, for low-end PC users, are doing the same thing, but the high-end PC er- users are buying more high-end equipment for our high-end PCs, and then you play a lot of games on those PCs, you know. So, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not, I'm not gonna say it totally makes up for it, but obviously, we're doing something right. <laughs> Hail to the king, baby. Yeah. So uh, that is. Uh, that is what the study is saying. Does this mean that consoles are in trouble? I don't think so. Some executives the only trouble that consoles would be in, in my opinion, is from executives. That's where consoles uh, that that would be trouble for consoles, uh, because um, you know, they may freak out like, oh my god, uh you know, we're losing money here, we need to hold this rip cord immediately golden parachutes deploy you know or they they may do something stupid that's the thing and that's our biggest fear is uh, executives doing something stupid which we've seen over and over and over again
1: so really really doesn't that only apply though to like microsoft and sony because they actually have executives who at any point could decide like you know we need to bail out of the console war. whereas nintendo like i kind of can't see nintendo ever not putting out a console Like, they're just gonna keep doing what they do forever. (laughs) (laughs) And as long as they have Mario in some capacity be it Mario Kart or Super Smash Brothers, um, I think they'll be fine, they'll just keep kind of chugging along their own on their own path. But I mean, yeah, it looks, I mean, that's that's the thing, it the the PC looks set to dominate, and I think we even kind of see. You know, it's one of the, this is one of those things that actually it confuses me a little bit because, it's like we talked about, like Ubisoft, like downgrading the PC graphics, and I almost feel like there's a level of reticence to accept this within w- among some of the, the the publishers that for them, like console is their bread and butter it almost seems like to 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 possibly verge into a world where pc is kind of the 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 primary focus for gaming it almost seems like they don't want that and i'm not sure why because they're still i mean if you're a third-party publisher and you're putting out for all the consoles and you're putting out on pc like you if anything wouldn't 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 you get better wouldn't you get better uh, like return on your investment with a PC game than with a console game? Or is it the kind of thing where... Because, I mean, you have to pay, figure... If you're putting out a game on the PS4, you're paying a certain amount of that money to Sony just to release on their console. But if you're putting it on a PC, maybe... Do you even have to pay to, like, Windows?
0: If you're putting it out on the PC, do you have to pay to Windows? No, to, like, no. No, no, no you, you, just,
1: you, you just put it out on PC. Exactly. So, yeah. so at that point... Like maybe, you know, maybe if you go through Steam or something, you're you know, you're, you're kicking a little money to Valve, but I mean, but by and large, like if you're putting out on the PC, like you know, if you're just releasing the game, selling it through GameStop or whatever, you're you know, for, for those who still buy their PC games with you know, discs, the you know, all three of you,
0: <laughs> you disc buying bastards, <laughs> that's that, that's what you sounded like, Nick. I kind of did, I because well, you know. It,
1: I, I mean, I'm sure it happens, but not that not that much anymore. Cause, and that's one of the points they make is that you know it, because you know not not only it's it's so much easier when you have a high end PC to accrue games because you just go you go into a Steam sale and you just, it's like you're like a vacuum just sucking everything up that you know as, lo- as long as the wallet can support it you can just keep buying games all you know throughout the sale and then you know eventually you wind up with a full hard drive that and that's your backlog and then good luck playing through that. All right. So it's um. No, but I, I I like I don't see any reason why like publishers like wouldn't welcome this. Or maybe not welcome this, but they wouldn't be open to this. Yet I feel like there's concern on their end that they don't want the PC to be dominant, that they prefer consoles. And I don't I don't understand that. I don't understand that disconnect.
0: Uh well the thing is like I, I think their big fear is that uh is because PC It's kind of untamed. When you put something on PC, like for example, there's no mod kit for Watch Dogs, but yet people are modding the game. There's no mod kit for uh, Grand Theft Auto 4, and somebody made a full mod that improves the textures for Grand Theft Auto, and that was not made to be. Ubisoft is terrified of piracy. Yves Guillemont wakes up in cold sweats you know, once a month, thinking about piracy okay uh so like they i think ubisoft like because that's who you mentioned specifically i think their big deal is that they don't want the pc to be the leading the the leading platform because that means they have to start paying more attention to it and their sales are going to rely more heavily on it and to them a lot of people in the pc community are just thieves you know they're just thieves that want to take that. In. They want your game for free.
1: So you're saying then that, given the choice between paying a slight premium to release a game on a console, versus you know being able to release a game freely on the PC, the difference is the lost sales due to piracy. And so, whatever slight premium they have to take out of each game, it's worth more to them, or they'd rather do that than just assume like X number of games are just gone because people can take what they want.
0: Right. At least that's the way it seems to me.
1: Okay, I believe that.
0: Yeah, like they, like Ubisoft is terrified of piracy, dude. They really are. It's a shame, but yeah, you know, that's that's the way it is. Uh, but you know, and EA, I don't know, I, I, got no words from. them. They just can't get their act together. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I thought they might have been on the rebound by now, but I just don't think they've lost enough money. They. <laughs> For they us have, to get for us to get EA back, they gotta they gotta lose more money.
1: They have further to sink.
0: Yes. They <laughs> they have further to sink before they realize what they need to do. But I mean, even their new CEO with him saying like what well, uh him getting the total wrong idea about Dragon, uh Dragon's uh what's it called? Dragon's Lair or um Or Dungeon Keeper, is that the Dungeon one? Keeper, yes, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. getting the, the totally uh, just the complete wrong idea about why that game failed. Um is a little scary, <laughs> to be honest with you. It is a little scary. Uh, so I, I don't know. They they have quite a ways to go. But yes, um, I, I mean I don't know. They like EA is big, but that's the thing about PC games. I would say too. Like you could be big, but you're not the only gig in town. You know that's the thing. Like with PC games, there's always there's new mods and all types of stuff. You know. Games from other countries that you normally can't get over here, like on on console, that's all controlled. But you could play like a game that's only out in Korea or like a Korean MMO in the United States for the most part, if you can't mind, don't mind the latency, or as long as they're not blocking you themselves, you know. So yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. So, but uh, yeah. what, What else to say? Oh yeah, there was also an awesome article on Forbes talking about how the console war is over and the PC already won. Uh, I don't have much to say about it besides, yes. Yes, you are 100% correct. Uh, Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, that's all. No, no. But, no, I mean, the the article did bring up um, a lot of good points talking about how the current consoles are struggling to render games at 1080p when on PC you can play 4K resolution and the funny thing is like he kind of says you know you have to have a high end rig to do it Uh, my cards that I bought like a year and a half ago can render 4K if I want to watch like a movie or video or or something like that and they can actually render 4K games too probably at about 20 to 24 frames per second I would say but I'll play on PC and we don't play at 24 frames per second (laughs) (laughs) Sixty frames and nothing, baby. All or nothing. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I think. uh, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I mess around. Like I, I have both. I have an Xbox 360, a PS4, and a PS3 hooked up, and a Wii U hooked up right now. So I enjoy my consoles. Uh, and I don't think they're going to go anywhere, to be honest with you. I think when the Steam box comes out, that's going to raise some eyebrows for sure. For sure. But I don't think they're really going anywhere. I hope not, because we kind of need that competition. And um, I love Sony's exclusives. Because some of those games may not come out if it relied on PC. Like, you know, The Last of Us. A lot of those games from the PS2 era. I don't even know if without without you know Sony boosting those games... Um, the ones that, you know, came first party from Sony. I don't even know if a lot of them would have made it out the gate when it came to PC. They wouldn't have had the money to put stuff together. You know, so consoles play their part. But PC is king.
1: <laughs> you know, the the one... I, I feel like the one thing that the consoles are tied to, though, is TVs. And that, like, we really saw the last the last generation of consoles was really driven... Like hand in hand with sort of the widespread ad- adaption of HD TV, mm-hmm. and so everyone's like, oh hey, you know now I've got my my spank you know my brand spanking new 360, my brand spanking new PS3. It can output these fancy HD graphics, and I've got the TV to do that. Um, so I think it kind of worked well. It's, it's it's almost a chicken or egg kind of thing, like w- whether or not one drove the other because they both happened together. And so you look at this generation, and I mean the graphics can still get better, but they can't ever get a, beyond 1080p um but we did i remember hearing when i want to say it was when the ps4 was actually announced that it would have support for for 4k resolution
0: for movies
1: for movies
0: yeah for movies For
1: movies, and so that might be the kind of thing where maybe they were like you know what we can kind of skimp on the graphics cards this generation maybe we don't need to keep pace with the pc let it lap us and for as long as these consoles may be around they may lap them twice but twice twice we've
0: already like we already head by a lot
1: (laughs) yeah yeah but maybe it's the kind of thing where it's like ultimately until sort of the I mean the the it's until the t- the TV is kind of like the defining factor in your home almost like until that aspect changes until you can take your console and plug it I mean I guess you probably could plug it into a monitor if you really wanted to I guess with a you can HDMI out to a, a monitor if you but, but why would you do that like the whole point of a console you put it in your living room you play it on the TV like you're not you're not going to hook your, you're not going to hook your console up to a, a a video monitor right to a computer yeah so to that degree it, it's almost like it's almost like there's 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 always going to be that upper bound you know upper bound limit on what consoles can do and they can still get better they're not at that limit yet but they may be looking like okay you know what this generation right around the time that this ends it's going to be about you know 10 years or so since people really like you know took in hd tvs they're going to be ready for an upgrade to the 4k tvs you know the ps4 is a slight leg up with respect to movies in that regard but Maybe, you know, like there will be that kind of hardware shift next generation where not only will we want to have video cards that can output that, but we'll have the TVs to display that. And so maybe for now they're kind of slumming it, but that's because they know they can kind of get by at least for, you know, a few years.
0: Oh, maybe I, um, I don't know the way PC graphics are right now. I don't know if it will ever be feasible for consoles to ever catch up to their graphics again. I mean, even the Xbox 360 and the PS3, when they were out, well, actually, by the time the PS3 came out, PC had already surpassed those graphics. Yes. You know, the Xbox 360 stayed with us for about six to eight months, and then we had new cards out that could smoke those graphics.
1: So how is... How is because I guess the problem is that fundamentally, you look like, development times, like, I mean, there was the old report, what was it, of, uh, that the 360 was like two cards duct-taped together. yeah Yeah. and so i mean and that's entirely feasible if if maybe it was a development kit like early in the prototype stage like this is what we're looking at like we want to get this to developers so they can start working for that if it's going to take developers like a good two years to get a console game out like why isn't there the same like two-year lag time on pc you know like graphics like a new pc graphics card comes out and it's like it's top of the line and it seems that like games can be used almost immediately like why is there why is there that like, why is it, like, PC isn't affected by, like, oh, well, we just got this new graphics card, now it's going to take us a bunch of time to get used to it?
0: Uh, I think it's because in a, in a lot of games, with especially when it comes to PC, you always know something else is um, coming over the horizon. You know, so a developer will pack high-res textures into their games, even if the cards right now really can't use them all that well. Um... Or, like, they'll pack high-res textures into a game so that the highest of the highest cards can use it. And then, like, you know, the average PC gamer can go a little bit below that. But then the next wave of cards, everybody's able to do that, you know? Not to mention, like, if you play a game at, like, 30 frames per second on PC and then you get better cards, now you can play that same game at 60. It just, the game itself looks better. You know, like, Devil May make cry on PC looks phenomenal. Oh, my God. I, I wish I could record that game but when i try to record it and play at the same time it drops frame rate dude it looks fucking phenomenal it's awesome
1: you need a better rig
0: uh, i do i'm i'm failing i'm <laughs> failing my people pc gods forgive me
1: you 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 should be playing devil may cry at 60 fps and uh and streaming that and recording this all together right now at the same time <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah man uh, yes i am i am failing my uh my people but, um, yeah, PC games, like, don't you remember, it doesn't even seem that long ago, like, five, six years ago, analysts, publishers, some developers crying, you know, decrying the death of PC. And now, look. Well, and, they... I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: No, 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 finish, finish.
0: No, I'm saying, no, I mean, the funny thing is, is the people you can thank probably the most for it is Valve. I'm. I mean, I, I. I hate to say it, but uh, yeah, Valve, man, like they uh, they're doing a great job, and like because of them, they are uh, you know that they, they Steam, uh, not only making it extremely easy to get games on PC, but welcoming Indies the way they did. That 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 did a lot. It did that- a lot
1: valve is so dominant that I want to see Gabe in the montage with tiger and Michael Jordan and Peyton Manning on sports center when they interview him.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, valve actually, they, they did a, they, they, it is because of them that I think we are in the position that we are right now. They like where well, actually, without them, I also think digital distribution would be, um, let's say, it's not as popular as it was. As it is.
1: Are you saying Origin wouldn't have come along and, and, and brought everybody into the No, because, the well, you know it,
0: You know, if the EA Downloader came out at a time where Valve had already worked out pretty much all the kinks in Steam and we were on our way and it still couldn't get the job done, so they would have released that piece of crap and people were like, oh, digital downloads suck and then never touched it again and then we'd be stuck in this disk-based system. You know, so... Oh well, man. But yeah, PC back on top. It feels good. Feels good. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Let's uh let's wrap this up. Cause I think we're pretty much all done here. Uh, anything uh, coming out? Cause I I looked and I'm not seeing anything impressive here.
1: <laughs> Oddworld New and Tasty.
0: Oh uh, yeah, that should be fun. That should be fun. Unrest? Unrest?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's on PC, Mac, and Linux.
0: I never really heard of it.
1: Siesta Fiesta?
0: Siesta Fiesta?
1: (laughs) For the 3DS. Yeah.
0: That's another one. I'm not familiar with it.
1: Uh, Wii Sports Club for the Wii U?
0: Yeah, not really looking for that. What else you got, Nick? Come on,
1: Master Reboot.
0: Nope, not ringing a bell.
1: Wooden Sensei.
0: I've, I think I've heard of that.
1: Yeah, it's actually a few. Yeah, the last few were all Wii U games, so it's actually. I guess it's a good time to own a Wii U if you like third-party games.
0: <laughs> yeah, Smash is coming out soon, man.
1: Yeah, that's. What? No, that's like October or something, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that's soon. That's a few months away, Nick. It'll be that's, here before you know it.
1: Don't, don't, don't talk about that.
0: <laughs> it will be here.
1: <sighs> we still got August to get through.
0: Which would be take, when you work a job, folks, and you, if you, for those who don't work, four weeks is nothing.
1: No, it's not.
0: So it's, That's two paychecks, guys. It's two paychecks. What do you like that? Four weeks is nothing. Nope. Things people didn't tell you when you were younger.
1: No, I always heard people say, like, time goes by. You just don't believe them because you're young and time, you have forever. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's true.
1: You just can't understand it.
0: Yeah. All right, so that's going to wrap us up here. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. Uh, you can catch us on SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash buttons. We are on uh, iTunes as well for your iOS devices. We're on Stitcher, Smart Radio if you want to stream on your Android or iOS devices. Uh, we are on uh, you have Facebook which is facebook.com slash smash those buttons we're on twitter.com slash site, we're on youtube.com slash smash those buttons yeah, so you just keep up with us on all those places and uh, thanks for listening we will catch you guys next week
1: have a great weekend everybody